Before we get started with this episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, I want to talk to you about Superdraft. Awesome new way to play daily fantasy sports. We talk about it a ton on the podcast. Recap last week on it, kind of give some pointers on it. Hit us up in the Slack chat with any questions. But don't forget, when you create an account on Superdraft, use Bubba when you sign up and create your account. So you'll get a $10 deposit bonus when you deposit later. Use promo code Bubba. Go to Superdraft in your app store. Awesome way to play daily fantasy sports. Lots of talk about it on the podcast. Also, a great supporter of ours. We've been doing stuff with them for a long time. Fanshairsports.com. Go check them out. they got football. they got golf. They're crushing it. Great at the ownership game. Tons of awesome content. Great research tools. Go check them out. Fanshairsports.com. Use promo code ALWAYSPRESS. All lowercase and one word. ALWAYSPRESS. For 20% off the package of your choice at Fanshare Sports, you will not regret it. I promise you that. Now, with all that being said, welcome to the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2019 Safeway Open. Play. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2019 Safeway Open. And no, it is not October or November. It is September. The schedule has changed, and the Safeway is much earlier in, in doing so. It's quite the uh, quite the the field we have this week. In order to break it all down, my co-host, as always, you can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well, dude. Doing well. Uh, it's a, it is a good field. So this is like I don't know if this will be the best field of the fall, but this is definitely a change. It's much different than any fall event. It's different than any Safeway. Like uh, we've talked about it for the last few years on the Safeway, the Brandon Steel Open. Pretty sure Steel's gonna have a tough time winning this year. Um, it's going to be a really, really cool field. I think it was top three of the top 10 are here. A lot of the top players in the world are at this tournament and most of them either haven't played it before or when they played it, they were like newbies on the tour. So it's been a right. long time since they've been here. So lots and lots of fun as they get, you know, they get to go taste their wine and go take their ladies out and do all that kind of stuff. Plus, uh, play, play Silverado, which is a pretty cool deal. But before we get into the Safeway, let's recap Sanderson Farms. For, I believe I heard, the sixth straight season, which makes sense on the fall swing, we have a first-time winner. Sebastian Munoz took down Sung J.M. on a playoff hole. It was awesome. At first, I texted you going, dude, Sung he's going to do it. And then Munoz nails like, an, like a, a 12- or 18-footer birdie to uh, to force the playoff. Then both guys hit just wanky tee shots. You Maybe some nerves are in the play there. And then Sung did what I thought about you immediately. I don't know if you are watching it live. When Sanjay went thought. deep, when Sanjay went deep and hit the grandstands, I I was trying to picture your reaction in person. But uh, <laughs> what was your thoughts on uh, the Sanderson Farms? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's Sanjay week. The, uh, the I mean, not, those who listen regularly, you know, know I don't typically talk down a guy, but I talked down Sanjay last week because he just his finishes coming in weren't that great. So I didn't play any of them, obviously either. And then, of course, never you know, never a doubt that. Uh, that he almost wins the thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, hats off to, to Munoz, the dude, uh, first of all, had to birdie the last hole to get in the playoff. Um, Sanjay had a hell of a round on Sunday. He shot uh, six under Strillman almost came from mine too. He was eight under on Sunday, but, uh, Sung Jay is in the clubhouse. Munoz has to make a 14 footer on the last hole. 
buries it. Um, and then, of course, they go to the playoff. Yeah, like you said, neither one of them hit a very good drive. Sungjae, I think, just had a flyer lie. I thought he killed a photographer. Because, um, yeah. I mean, he, like, banked it off the back of, like, the grandstands, which is, man, you know. <laughs> this is my point. I'd love to have me a grandstand and sit mm-hmm. 10 yards behind every green that I play. Because, if I mean, that was literally going who knows where. He would have been 40 uh, to 50 in the clubhouse. Deep, probably. Yeah, it was deep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what a clubhouse is there, but it's, you know. And so he de- decapitates a, a uh, poor photographer there, probably broke the guy's <laughs> camera lens. Anyways, he has a tough shot coming back. Munoz chunks his, or I, mm-hmm. didn't finish his shot. I don't know. They said on the like, he just babied it. Maybe that's what he did. But uh, he got up and down, and yeah, man, Sungjae looked like me putting his little six footer there. I mean, it's that is exactly how I picture myself if I'm ever in that position, which I have been at a, obviously a much, much, much lower level, nowhere near the PGA Tour. But the the nerves are still there, and they just straight jerk it and miss it. So. Um, but I mean that that shows me right there that Sanjay is he's going to win soon and probably shouldn't have talked shit about him last week. But oh, it, it's coming. I, I it could be this week. It's it gets coming. Period. The one thing I like about it, he's flat out said he's not playing more than five consecutive weeks because last year was just crazy the amount of schedule he played. So he might be taking off after this because I think he goes. I think he's playing two or three of those events in Asia. I think he has like either he's in or he's got sponsor exemptions. So there's a good chance this might be his last event until the little Asian swing we get to see coming up there. Uh, any other takeaways? Again, a, a lot of you know young newcomers that that played well. Scotty Scheffler had a nice finish again. A lot of guys played played good golf, but um, you know nothing too fancy outside of the big boys almost getting it done. Yeah, I mean like Bragoon was up there. We talked about him last week. Strowman talked about him last week. Ben on had another solid week. Um, I I really thought he was going to win after. Yeah. After the cut, yeah. uh, but dude, the cut, man, I'm telling you, dude, these... this, this new cut's taking people's lives right now. Even on, you know, even on super draft, like I, first of all, I had Vaughn Taylor, like I was like hundred percent Vaughn Taylor across the board. So I had like one lineup on DraftKings and then three on super draft and Vaughn Taylor absolutely wrecked everything that I had. I had five or six on both sites with four different lineups because of Vaughn Taylor. Um, but like on super draft, I was expecting the lineups, the six to six percentage to be pretty high. And there was one inside the, there was one six to six inside the top 50 after, um, after the cut, which really, really surprised me. Uh, and I think it was, it was below 5% on, on DraftKings, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but it's a totally different format on, on super draft. And, you know, so I had, Three lineups, all five of six, all of them cashed. I finished second in the biggest GPP there. Um, that site is a lot of fun. Yes. yes, I'm glad you got to finally check it out. I've told people last episode that, you know, we've got guys in, in the Slack chat. We've been playing baseball. We've playing football. This was the first event since I was initi- like in, shown the website and the the uh, format of Super Draft that golf was around because it was the off season when I, we started playing it. And um, it's absolutely awesome. And like you said, five or six got there. I had a four or six that almost got there. Where four or six on DraftKings is cashing these days because of the weird format on Super Draft. It's great because, like we talked about last week, and, and you got to realize yourself. You, you know, you might have some strategy. And I only played two lineups. I think you played what five or six or so. I played three. I played three. three. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to get the feel for the golf because it's totally different. Um, it reminds me a lot of the idea of draft, where sometimes when you go through the draft page. Some guys weren't where they were supposed to be. 
Like uh, yeah. for the most part, the top guys are up top, but I'm like last week, uh, Siwoo Kim was super low, and that kind of surprised me. The, and when I'm talking about super low, the higher multiplier points, we we, we kind of discussed it last week. The beauty of super draft is you get to play whoever you want. Like this week, Justin Thomas is one X. So whatever Justin does, he gets the regular points, no bonuses for Justin Thomas. But you know, you can go down to say somebody. That'd be Phil like Mickelson. Seven, yeah, Phil, Phil Mickelson's one point four five. So he there gets one point four five per one every, point. Yeah. yeah. It's such an awesome format. So it depends, like, do you want to risk it or do you not? Like last week, I made a, a complete risk it. Nothing. It was all one point free or better. And it finished. It was the one that almost cashed at four or six. At the same time, like this week, Jesse and I were kind of talking. We'll get into the players more. But, you know, you could go and just say, screw it. I'm going to take Matsuyama, Justin Thomas, Ches Ribi, um Molinari, and, like all the uh, big guys. Yeah. All like 1X guys and go, you know what? I want six to six. We'll, but the thing is, since it's so new to us, Jesse, they might not score that high yeah, because mm-hmm. not without the multiplier. So it's all strategy, but it's cool for the casual fan that just wants a little stake in the game because you can play whoever you want without worrying about any pricing. It's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, just to cap it off, shameless plug. Whenever you do sign up, you, there's like whenever you're signing up, there's a there's a place to put in the code, which is Bubba. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you yeah, do. It's before you know, the it's before the deposit. It's when you sign when you create your account. There's a code yeah. Bubba. When you when you create as you're creating your account, you you get the you put, that's where you input the code. I I missed that. Uh, um, so just to be aware, but it's, man, it was a, I, I had a lot of, maybe it was just because I won money on it and <laughs> maybe that's why I might, but either way, I'm going to, I'll continue to go back to it. Uh, and, uh, GPPs aren't as big this week and I, I get it cause they didn't fill last week, but you know, we'll see how it goes, especially like when we get into the, the next season, I think it'll be a blast. Yeah. And it's one of those things like we talked about in the chat, it's happened in other, like the very first week in a football, it happened they're having like a few bugs here and they're like scoring can be kind of glitchy at times. They're still trying to figure out their tournaments, but they're super good. Cause you know, they used to do a free baseball tournament every day and they stopped doing it. And I talked and like, there are enough people in the Slack chat that wanted it. So I, I contacted them. They were doing free baseball every day still. And it's just like, they're super receptive to input and they want to grow the product, but there's going to be hiccups here and there. Like you said, they lowered, they, they shrunk the tournaments this week because we got to fill them. That's the old story. If you fill them quick, you're yep. gonna get more. They're not like DraftKings Euro. They actually will produce a product for us. I guarantee you that. I talked to these guys many times. We were in a lot of discussions before I agreed because I don't just like put codes out here for crap I don't like. I wanted I want to like it first. And so I, I talked to them for quite a while. I tested it for a while and then I brought it to 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 the podcast and the other podcasts that I do. So I truly I truly like it. This isn't just a shameless plug. Jesse wanted to talk about it. It was a good point because it is a really, really cool format that I highly recommend people try out, especially early on before it gets too crowded. Get kind of a comfort zone. We've seen like Direworks one or finish high in like two or three baseball turns. Probably made over a grand doing that. Your first week you finished second in this. I finished top 10 in a couple of footballs before. Like it's so cool and such a fun way to do it. Highly recommend it. Use promo code Bubba when you create your account. Then whenever you make your first deposit after that, you get a free $10 deposit bonus. It's There you go. It's a pretty cool deal. So, and if you guys have any questions, hit us up because yep. I was just I was scrolling through it today, and I feel like I kind of want to make like a little cheat sheet, or we can get together, or somebody can you know die work probably already doing it, but um, just kind of get the the value guys that kind of stand out that shouldn't be down there type thing. That kind of deal. That if you want to go take Justin Thomas and like three of the big guys, match them with them, you might have a little leverage stuff yep. like that. So, won't drag that on anymore. No more shameless plugs. I don't like podcasts like that. So let's move on to. Uh, 
the Safeway Open. Jesse, why don't you give us some past event history? Uh, the Safeway Open. Um, yeah, so it's uh, obviously we're at uh, Silverado Country Club up in kind of your neck of the woods, Napa, California. I know it's not exactly your neck of the woods, but pretty close to you anyways. Um, last year, Kevin Toy was your champion, 1,400 par in a playoff over Ryan Moore and Brant Snedeker. Uh, 2016 and 17, it became the Brandon, the Brendan Steele Open. Uh, he won both tournaments, so back-to-back years, 15 under in 17, 18 under in 2016. Um, and Grillo's won this tournament before Sang Moon Bay, uh, who had to go uh, back to Korea and, and do a little stint in the military. And is, I think now on the web.com or is now a corny, excuse me. He's a corny. He's a corny. Uh, Jimmy Walker's won this in the past. And then a bunch of like literally no names besides, I mean, people will know Rocco Mediate because he lost the uh, U.S. Open to one legged Tiger Woods, Jonas Blix. Anyways. That's pretty much it. Silverado Country Club is the is the most important thing, and it's been here for a while, so we got some good course history. Yeah, it's it's a really good tournament. It's been here for about six or so years. It used to be the Fries in the Silicon Valley, moved to Napa to Silverado to the North Course, and like we said earlier, big field. That's why a lot of the names on the winners you, you haven't really heard of before, because there really wasn't anybody worth. You know, there's a bunch, a bunch of new guys, a bunch of Sanderson Farms out there. So you got the Silverado Resort and Spa, the North Course, which is the Champions Course. It's a par 72, less than 7,200 yards. It's like 7,160 yards. I had the luxury of playing this course, not from the tips, of course, because I'm not going to kill myself out there. But uh, it's it's a very beautiful course, and it's very, very friendly if you're accurate. You have to be accurate off the tee. I think I talked about this last year. It's um, the, narrowways are, the fairways are hit about 50 to 55% of the time, which is one of the lower percentages on the tour. Tree-lined fairways. The rough isn't penal, but if you get in the trees – you're basically losing a shot right away. You're not getting out of a lot of those trees. Very, very thick trees over there uh, around the fairways. There's water on two of the par threes, one of them right by Johnny Miller's house over there on 11. So keep that one in mind. Those will come into play. But it depends on what how you want to approach the course. It works for all players. If you are super accurate with your driver, you can hit your driver. It's a lot. Most guys will go less than driver. It's all about pinpoint off the, off the tee to get the right approach shot in. Lots of dog legs, situations like that. It can turn into a wedge fest if you're very accurate off the tee. That plays in a guy's favor. like Kevin Tway. I heard today uh, when he won last year, he was hitting wedges into like 70% of the greens because he was just that accurate off the tee that day, the, that tournament. And that that obviously gives you a lot of leverage there. It's a POA, POA greens like you get from the West Coast. So if you're in the morning, greens are beautiful. In the afternoon, a little hairier, lots of footprints, doesn't quite rebound, gets a little difficult. These greens are about 11 and a half on the stem, so they're a little quick, and they're sloped a lot, especially the front nine. So as the day goes on, it's a little interesting. Uh, be careful. They've added a lot of bunkers over the last, like, seven, eight years, so since the tournament's been there. But they're strategically put, placed to uh, really – if you have good scrambling, you'll be okay. But if you're a bad scrambler, it could eat your lunch a little bit. Uh, last but not least on this uh, this situation is watch the weather. There's chances of rain this towards the end of the week, but it's looking like it's, it might miss Napa. Keep an eye on that. But it's going to be chilly, a lot colder than normal for this time of year. Uh, it's like it's like 90 today, but this weekend we're talking 70s and 80s, low 80s, and maybe dripping into the 60s. So that'll affect things a little bit as well. But for now, accuracy off the tee is very big for me, some scrambling. I'd say um, par percentage will be good here, but it's a birdie fest in the end. And some of these new guys, I think, can feast on this course. What are some of the uh, stats you're looking at, Jesse? 
Yeah, a lot of this is usual stuff. Part of your better percentage is, is definitely it. Um, and then, you know, some accuracy off the tee, but also, I mean, driving distance, I think, matters too. Uh, greens and regulation and proximity stats, those types of things. A lot of course history here, so plenty of uh, stuff to look back upon and see see what uh, see what pops out there. Yep, we will have tons of course history. Let's talk to Fanshare Sports real quick, see what we got going on over there. Again, if you want 20% off your whatever package of your choice, use promo code ALWAYSPRESS to go check them out. Uh, so coming into this event, top DK scores over the last six events, Sebastian Munoz, Sun JM, no shocker there, but then Justin Thomas is right behind him. You got Richie Warwinski, Colin Morikawa's back, folks. He's fifth on this list. Benny Ian, Harris English, Dylan Fratelli, Cantley, and Bud Colley make the list. When you look over the last six events on POA, POA will be a stat you'll hear a lot this week because it is a tricky green compared to what most like. Adam Scott in the last six POA events is averaging 85 points. Justin Thomas, Hideki, the Gooch, Taylor Gooch likes playing here. Uh, Phil Sepp Straka is averaging 71 points. CH3 and Brant Snedeker. So some names you'd expect, a couple shockers for you there as well. When you look at courses, 7,200 yards, or between 7,000 and 7,200 yards, par 72s, uh, guys that are playing well, Justin Thomas, Nate Lashley, Austin Cook, Scott Hadwin, Furyk, so nothing fancy there. And last but not least, the four, the last four Safeway Opens for people playing in this field. Sanjay played here last year and got you 102 DK points. But Phil Mickelson, his last three events, 101. JT's played here twice, actually, uh, almost 102. Brennan Steele, of course. Like Snedeker, 94, Na, 92. Na loves this course, by the way. Hoffman, T-Dunks, Ryan Moore, and Emiliano Grio. That boy could ever putt, Jesse. We'd be in business with some Grio. But um, so there's some fan share sports information for you. But without further ado, let's talk DraftKings. This will be a fun one. Five players, 10K or above, Jesse. Got Justin Thomas leading the way at 11-6. Cantley at 11-2. Scott at 10-7. Matsuyama at 10-5 and Sunjay M at 10-1. This is a, a very loaded group and Stars and Scrubs can be done, maybe not as easily as the last few weeks, but what are you looking at up here? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's playable up top here. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of unknown with the the top four there, JT, Cantlay, Scott, and Hideki, because they just haven't played since, you know, what, the Tour Championship or whatever. So... But Sanjay, you know, it's it's hard for me to see him not being very popular. Um, finished fourth here last year, and obviously he's coming off the second place finish the week before. Uh, so it's three straight top twenties for Sanjay. Uh, I do think with the the low six to six percentage that people will start going more balanced. At least I would think that that's the way that people would start thinking. So. You might be able to get some of these guys, especially like JT up top, potentially maybe Cantlay at uh, at some lower ownership. Cantlay finished 17th here last year. And like you said, JT's played here a couple times. He's actually played here three times. Uh, obviously won the uh, BMW there. And then, uh, you know, I guess that was, what, basically a month ago about six weeks ago or about five weeks ago. So, I mean, I think they're all playable. You know, if I had to rank them, I'd go JT, Cantlay, Decky um, as the top three. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. I just don't know that I'll be up here. I, to be honest with you, I just don't know that I'll see myself getting up here. And I just, I don't know, man. I just can't, still can't bring myself to play Sung Jay, even though, like, I should be playing him. I just, for some reason, still don't. 
I just feel yeah, like he's going to be so chalky, and eventually it's going to come crashing down, right? And it just <laughs> continues yeah. to burn me. He's going to be good. I, I loved him when he wasn't five figures. Five figures, Sanjay gets a little tricky, right. especially in this field. But hey, he's going to get it here soon. It's going to be it's going to suck when I'm not on him. But um, this week, there's just two guys up here that I'm looking at. Justin Thomas at eleven six. He is the class of this field pretty easily, and it's 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 a very steep price tag, but. You know, the, the last two times he's played her eighth and the third, like you are saying, coming in in phenomenal form. Uh, there, there's a lot to like there with him. If you don't want to pay up for for JT, I do like Hideki quite a bit at 10-5. I think Hideki, you know, he, he played here in 2015-16 and 14-15-17th in a third-place finish, coming with a ninth and a third in the last two playoff events. Nice little break for Hideki. Hideki's one of those guys we know can be very accurate off the tee, comes down to a lot of putting for for Hideki. So a lot of good stuff there with him at 10-5. No problem going there at all. Yeah, Cantley is a good play. I think Cantley might be kind of popular. I just have a feeling JT might be low-owned just because of the price tag. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. But for me, it's JT and Hideki all the way up top. All right, 9K range. You got Bryson at 99, Molly at 97, Sneds at 96, Benny on at 95, Morikawa 94, Leash 93, Revy 92, Moore 91, Non 9,000, I could see why if you didn't want to go 10K and above, there's a lot to like here, Jesse. Oh, yeah. A, a whole heck of a lot to like here. Um, I, I, I kind of like the bottom three there. Chez, uh, Moore, and Kevin Na. Just starting with Chez. Wait, was that? Can you say that one more time real quick? <laughs> Who was that third guy you mentioned? Kevin Na, man, even oh, at 9K. Second, I, second. I don't think anybody will play these I three. I, I, I would you. think these three would be the lower owned just based on the names above, you know, basically from JT down to – to this range, Chez has made the cut five straight years here. Uh, finished no worth than fifty third in two thousand fourteen, but he's improved that. Um, he's been better than that every year since he finished thirty third here last year. Uh, made four straight cuts on tour. Nothing like too crazy, but you know uh, he's a. He just seems like a, a West Coaster to me. If you remember back to uh, Pebble Beach this past year, where they played the U.S. Open, um, he did pretty well in that golf tournament uh, on polo greens. Now these are different style polo greens than what you'll see on the East coast. So just keep that in mind when you're kind of comparing greens, but um, Ryan Moore, he's got good course history here too. Second, 17th and 10th in his last three appearances, three straight cuts made on tour. I mean, just nothing fancy. And then Kevin Naw, um, you know, he's like you said, he, he likes this place 37th, seventh and second in his last three appearances. Um, coming off a nice 14th place finish there at the Greenbrier. So those would be my three. I mean, I, you know, other than those three, I, I, I'm interested. You, you got to take on Molly this week. I don't know what to do about him. I like him because I think he also goes low owned in this field since he's coming in and maybe not the greatest of form. And it's, it's a weird layoff. He's never played here. Finished 14th in Europe, I believe, this past weekend. But then prior to that, was really having a rough go of it. Didn't even make the finals of the, of the FedEx Cup. So I think Molly's interesting because he fits this type of course really well. Um, he's played these kind of smaller events really well. I believe it was the Quicken Loans. No, it's Quicken Loans. It was some other northern, some other small event last year that he went and you know smoked the field at. So uh, I think Molly at 97 is very, very interesting. I think Sneds is going to be popular. Course history guru here. Finished second here last year. Coming in an okay form. But Molly really stands out to me. I really want to see Morikawa's ownership. He's taken a break here. I'm just wondering if his name value, people just want to play him badly because 
He's taken about five weeks off, but he was coming in in really, really good form, playing some very, you know, gotten those uh, playoff events to get some big time tournament exposure. I think a guy like Morikawa at 94 back to the West Coast, where he pretty much played his whole life. I think there's a lot to like with Morikawa at 94. And then I'll echo what you said. Reeves played here every year over the last five years. He's played pretty well. He's, he hasn't been playing any better golf than in, in his entire life than he is right now. So I like Reeves a lot at 92. Ryan Moore's the the course horse, like you mentioned at 91. And then I love Kevin Na. When I was reading quotes about him loving this course, 37th, 7th, and 2nd here, 14th two weeks ago at the Greenbrier, another course he likes a lot. Uh, he's kind of picking and choosing his battles right now. I love not 9,000. So Molly, I'm going to give a good look at. Morikawa, if the ownership's low, I really like him this week. I think he's that. I think he's in uh, Sunjay M. Light. So you can get a discount with a very, very good golfer in Morikawa. And then Reevy and Na are two I love a lot down here. So this 9K range is fun. Going to mix and match them quite a bit and uh, hopefully find the right ones for you. All right. 8K range gets interesting. Lucas Glover imploded. The other uh, this past week. Hey, if it was the old cut, he would have made the cut, Jesse. But he didn't. <laughs> uh, Lucas Glover, eighty nine hundred bucks. Grillo, eighty eight. He's another guy that just could not putt to save his life. Answer, eighty seven. Seems mispriced to me. Piercy, eighty six. Munoz, eighty five. Connors, eighty four. Streelman, eighty three. Mickelson, eighty two. And CH three seems a little cheap here as well at eighty one. What do you like in this eight K range? Another range where you can kind of pick a couple of guys that you feel pretty good about. Don't slight Bronson Burgoon at eight thousand. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I actually, have him written down. I don't know how I mentioned there. I think Burgoon's a great play at eight thousand. I'm just wondering <laughs> how chalky do you think he's going to be after his recent performances? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like in this range. I like Grillo and Strillman, um, and that's really about it. Um, you know, I, I think Answer is is playable. He finished thirty seventh here in two thousand seventeen. Missed the cut in fifteen. Uh, but like you know, Grillo's obviously won here in the past. He's made the cut all four years he's played here. He played pretty well last week. Just you know, can't get the putter in this this short game. Just completely hampers him constantly. So he's just one of those guys I continue to go back to. I just love some bad putters. So him and Strowman. Strowman's also uh, coming off a, a very obviously good Sunday where he shot sixty four, which is eight under um, after barely making the cut. So three of five uh, cuts made here with the 25th and 13th in the last two years. Those would be my two main plays in this range. Yeah, I, I like those for starters. Grillo's um, interesting. I think he's a good GPP play. Answer, I'm very, very intrigued with. He you know, finished the year so, so strong. Uh, 21st, 28th, and 2nd to, to round out the playoffs. 37th here two years ago, like you said. I like him at 87. Could be a nice – he's a good iron player. If he wants to play less than driver, he can really take advantage of this course. I'm not going to go super deep into Scott Piercy, but he's one of those guys that stands out on courses like this to me, where if he's accurate off the tee, he can birdie fest it. I'm not in love with him, but if you just look at his course history, cut, 17th, third, didn't play, cut. So he's one of those guys, he finished 19th at the Greenbrier. He's a boomer bust GPP play. I think Piercy's a really good GPP play this week. Um, don't play him in cash. You mentioned Streelman. I like Streelman a lot at 83. I think there's a lot of upside there. You mentioned a good Friday. He's played well on this course. Four, uh, three out of four made cuts, um, like you said. And then CH3 just stands out to me in cash at 8100 bucks. Like, there's no givens in golf, but a guy of CH3's caliber, he hasn't played here the last two years, missed cut 17th, 71st, coming in a really good form overall. Just seems like a cut machine. If you're playing cash, I think CH3 at 81 is a nice, nice savings you can get there. 
And then last but not least, I do like Bronson Burgoon a lot. I I hope he's not chalky, but he, he's made his last two cuts here, including the 17th two years ago, sixth last week, 19th at the Greenbrier, a fifth in his last event prior to that. Really, really playing good golf overall. I think Burgoon at 8,000 is very, very intriguing. Uh, a lot of web guys play good on courses like this because it turns into birdie, birdie fest. So you have to have that mentality out there. So Burgoon at 8,000 has my attention as well. All right, 7,500 and above, what are you looking at? Start with Harris English. Now, the one thing about Harris English, and I, I don't think this will go unnoticed, is he's been hitting the ball really, really well. And that's obviously come out in, in two straight top tens. He finished sixth at Sanderson's Farms and then uh, uh, fourth at the, the Greenbrier. Um, so, I, you know, obviously I don't really want to play a chalky Harris English, but might have to get over it. He's his course history is mixed: sixty-six miscut, thirty-fifth miscut. So maybe that'll hold some people off. Dylan Fratelli hit the ball really well as uh, also twenty-fifth um, here last year, uh, coming off a solid sixth-place finish and uh, at, at Sanderson last week. So I like him. And then Carlos Ortiz, seventy-five hundred, three straight made cuts here at this golf course. Finished fourth last week. Did miss the cut, the Greenbrier, um, but just also another guy who's who's striping it. And if he gets the putter going, I, th- I think he can, uh, can, can be up at the top of toward the top of the leaderboard anyways. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of them that Fratelli and English, I like them both quite a bit. English's prices keeps jumping. So people enjoyed that when you could uh, a couple others that, you know, if you want to play the course horse narrative in this price range, Bud Cauley is $7,800. A yeah, guy like that that's he's 46th, seventh and 50th. His last three years here finished 14th at the Greenbrier. He's a guy that will go unowned, basically. So I think Bud Colley is a fun one to uh, to play on this one at 7,800. And then the other one, if you want to go course horse, he finished really well here last year. Troy Merritt um, finished fourth here last year. He's made three straight cuts of this event. He's coming off of five straight made cuts overall, including six of his last seven. Not as you know, I don't love him as much. I like I'd rather have Colley, English, and Fratelli. But Merritt's another guy there if you kind of get stuck for cash you could look at, but those other three I like a lot, 7,500 and above. All right, 74 and below, Jesse, what are you looking at? Start with Brendan Steele, obviously one back-to-back years here, like we talked about, like I talked about at the beginning of the of the pod or whatever, um, 53rd here last year. So he's, man, his, his game went downhill last year. I, it'd be interesting to see if he can bounce back this year. He did make his only – uh, you know, cut that he's that he's attempted in this in the wraparound season, the nineteen twenty season. He finished thirty six at the Greenbrier. Be interesting to see kind of his ownership, and then also, you know, if if he is able to kind of get some stuff back. Kyle Stanley at seventy three hundred. Um, he missed the cut at last last week at the at the Sanderson, which surprised me. Uh, but he finished twenty second here in two thousand sixteen at seventy three hundred dollars. I think he's worth a look at. Uh, you know for gpps obviously only kevin chapel man I, I know you mentioned him the last time he played he's missed two straight cuts at this golf course but that was 2014 2015 maybe he doesn't like it i don't know uh but he also shot 59 at the greenbrier um not bad now that was uh with a round of 71 73 and 72 so it, I mean, you might want to call that an outlier his price is super low 7200 gpp look charlie hoffman played really well last week too he um I think he shot, yeah, he shot 64 on Friday. 
finished 23rd on the week. He missed his only cut that he started here in 2016. And then last but not least, Robbie Shelton at $7,100. Corny uh, made two, made both of his, both cuts this year that, you know, at the Greenbrier and Sanderson, 7th and 28th. Um, The dude has made a bunch of birdies and, you know, he's, he's plugging right along. So at $7,100, I will, I will most certainly be back on board this week. Yeah, no, I, I like Shelton quite a bit. I've been on him the last few weeks as well. So 7,100. I like that a lot. A couple others, Lanto Griffin coming off an 11th and a 13th plus a seventh at the um, corny finals. He's a birdie machine. Can get volatile at times, but a birdie machine. So Lanto at 74, I like a lot. If you want a little safer course history narrative, Marty Party Larry's made five straight cuts here, including an eighth and a third. Uh, missed a cut last week, 47 at the Greenbrier, but he does love this course quite a bit. He's a guy to take a peek at. A guy I was on last week, and I really like him again this week, is um, Cameron Tringali. We talked about him a lot. He's really playing good golf. 16th at the Sanderson, 36th at the Greenbrier. Made four or five cuts here at the Safeway as well. So he's a guy to, to keep in mind. You mentioned Shelton. And the last guy I'll mention, he's played great the last two weeks. And his price really hasn't changed too much. And that's Tom Hoagie at $7,100. Uh, 39th and a second the last two weeks. He, he's, he's technically made seven straight cuts on either the PGA or the Corn Ferry Tour. And he finished 17th here last year and 37th the year before. So Hoagie at 71 coming in in just great form, making birdies. The putter can be volatile at times, but that's pretty much it seems like everybody these days. It's like the new kids can't putt just like NBA players can't hit free throws. It's freaking crazy. It's something with the youth these days, Jesse. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like Lanto, Tringali, Shelton, Hoagie, I think there's a lot of birdie potential in the bottom 7K that can really, you know, spark your your DraftKings lineups. All right, 6K range, what are you looking at? Uh, start with with Cameron Percy. Um, it, it, he started, he played here in 2014, he finished 26, coming off a 11th place finish at the Sanderson and 63rd at the Greenbrier, hitting it really well. Um, and then Adam Long, too, at $6,900. I actually played some of him last week uh, because he's, like, in the field, he is second strokes gain tee to green. Um, the the putter has just been really bad, but he still finished 23rd and 14th the last two weeks. So over the last four rounds, when I say he's second in the field tee to green, he, he was second basically last week or in the last four rounds that are measured for any of these guys. Anyways, Adam Long play him $6,900, like him quite a bit. And then that's all, man. That's all I got checked off down here at the bottom. I, I didn't get a whole heck of a lot of time to, to dig in today. But those would be my two, my two plays. We'll just leave. It's okay. It I always, I always have too many down here, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, let you go. Danny Lee. He's made th- all three cuts here, including a tenth here last year. Thirty-six with the Greenbrier. He's a guy I don't mind if you want to roll those dice with him because when he plays well, he plays really well. Otherwise, he's trunk slamming you. So keep that in mind. Um, a guy that's more current form than course history because he's missed three straight cuts here, had 31st back in 14-15. But a 23rd last week and a 66th at the Greenbrier, Robert Streb at 69 coming in in really good form is a guy I'd take a peek at. Uh, another course history guy, if you want to uh, save a little more cash, Pete Malnati has made three straight cuts here, a 25th, a 30th, and a 35th. He can be a guy to look at. And then last but not least, I mentioned him last week, put together another really good week for you with a 23rd at the Sanderson. He had a 57th at the Greenbrier, a 4th at the Corny Finals. 
He's made three or four cuts here. David Hearn is sixty five hundred bucks. He's another cheapie that you can get. That's that had a great year on the Corn Ferry Tour. A really really good year. Lots of birdies with uh, Hearn. So he's another guy you can look at sub six or in the six K range. All right, let's recap it real quick, Jesse. If you have to take one guy ten K and above, not named Justin Thomas, who are you taking? I'd go Hideki. Yeah, I'll go Hideki as well. I think Hideki. I think he should be priced up there with JT. I'm kind of. I think you're getting a bit of a discount there. 9K range. Give me two guys. Uh, Chez and Kevin Na. I'm going to go Morikawa and Na, but I like Chez a lot as well. I think you could you could start a Chez Na lineup pretty, pretty good. Uh, 8K range. Give me two guys. Grio and Strillman. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Answer and Burgoon. 7,500 and above. I know we didn't have many, so give me one. Uh, Harris English. I'll go Bud Cauley. Uh, 7,400 and below. Give me two. Um, Robbie Shelton. And then I, I, I like your Lanto Griffin call as well. I actually played some of him last week. He's, he's striping it too. Yeah, I'll go Lanto and Cam Tringali. I like those two. Give me one guy in the six Ks. That's very easy for me. Adam Long. There you go. I'll go David Hearn. That'd be my guy. 6,500. Open up some roster for you. All right. If you're going to start a cash lineup, Jesse, what three guys at this point in time would you be starting a cash lineup with? Cash be tough this week. Um, I think Harris English has got to be on there just the way he's hitting it. Uh, I like Griot for cash as well. Um, and then if you want some kind of, yeah, I mean, I would probably go Strillman too. So like Strillman, Griot, and, and English. Yeah, I'm going to start with Matsuyama, Revi, and CH3, and then kind of pucker up and pray. You have to go into the low sevens. You have to like Tringali, Lanto, stuff like that, uh, which I don't actually hate that much. Um, GPP, give me three guys. Uh, I would start with, uh, I like Shelton, 7,100, um, Griffin, 7,400, and then uh, Adam Long. Yeah, I like Molly, Burgoon, and Lanto in my G. But don't forget, I, my Piercy GPP love is very interesting as well. I, I like that shot. lineup too. I think Burgoon is a is a good GPP play. I mean, yep. Boom, bust it. These, these he's corn. fucking sketch though. Yep, he's he's, he's <laughs> in really good form right now. But no one would be surprised if nope. that trunk slam comes in this weekend. Nope. Um, last but not least, who you like winning this thing? We got some interesting odds this week. Man, uh. I'm so bad at this. Uh, what I mean, like, what's JT starting at? Like, what's his? He's, he's six point five to one, but like Hideki sixteen to one. I think that's actually value in this tournament. Yeah, I could, I could, I could stomach Hideki at sixteen on that. Yeah, like Nas forty to what about one. Sung Jay, uh, Sung Jay's twenty two. I think Sung Jay's at twenty two. He's got some value there too. What about Grio? Grio is forty five. Yeah, I could do that too. So I, I'd say Sung Jay and uh, and Grio. Yeah, I think Na at 40, Answers at 50, Burgoon at 60, and Tringali at 80. I'll have some kind of life to him if you want to T10 him or something. Uh, I like those boys this week. I might make a lineup with just those guys right there. See what happens. But um, any final thoughts on the Safeway? I'm actually really looking forward to this. I'm going to try to sneak my way up to Napa. But I was telling Jesse before the show, some plans have changed in my life, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it there, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, trust me, it'll be a lot more fun to be going to Safeway. But uh, mm. any final thoughts this week? I don't, man. I, I I would encourage everybody to just to check out Superdraft, and it's not, you know, because I'm getting anything off of it. I just, it's a fun, it's just different. It's fun. Um, 
and you know it's I, I think semi less tilting, you know, and, yes. and so if you're looking for a little, little fun, less tilt, you know, super draft would, uh, and it's just an app. So yep. that's Simple it. Simple app. Most, most of the time it's pretty user-friendly app. I haven't had any bugs with it yet. Sign up using promo code Bubba when you make, create your account, tons of cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, try it out. Join us in the Slack chat with any questions you have. We'll take care of you and yep. help you answer them the best we can. But until next week, then you can find uh, Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I am at BD Entrick, and this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2019 Safeway Open. Catch you guys later. Oh,